Hi there, and welcome, ladies and gents, to the Journey of Growth podcast with your host, Griffin Shea. The Journey of Growth podcast depicts what it's like to travel along the road of life, identifying key moments in what we like to call potholes, detours, and free-roaming highways. Each guest and episode will portray events in life that are defining and add to the exhilaration of the ride that we call the Journey of Growth. On today's very unique episode of the Journey of Growth podcast, I had the true pleasure to sit down again with my dearest friend, Monik Nindra. We actually switched it up this time instead of being in a quiet booth or somewhere where the sound quality was fantastic. We went outside and sat down at Marlowe's Tavern and just hit record. You will hear our interactions with the servers, which I believe makes this such an interesting way to listen in on who we really are when we hang out together. Monica is wise beyond his years. He is working for Reynolds and Reynolds Financial and has his eyes set on becoming a partner one day. His dreams will become a reality because of the goals he is setting and more importantly, how he views the world. Monica's positivity is infectious and he hopes that you just take one little gold nugget away from this episode so that you may begin a new journey of growth. One where you are in control and make strides to become the person who you have always envisioned to become. I would like to sincerely thank my friend, Monik, for this wonderful episode. Lastly, it is our hope that you love this episode as much as we do, and we thank you again for listening in to the Journey of Growth podcast. What's up there, everybody? Uh, you know, it's uh, time for another episode, and we're just kind of free ball this one, and I'm with my dear, dear buddy, Manic Ninja, and we're sitting here at the Avalon in Alpharetta, Georgia, at Marlowe's Tavern. So, Manic, let's, uh, let's just kind of hit this off. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, man. How are you? It's good to see you. I know. All right, so we kind of just, like, had a nice coffee date. Uh, we're not dating each other, but we're just chilling out, talking about what we kind of want to discuss in this episode. And uh, honestly, this is just going to be a straightforward conversation. Uh, we'll be talking about what to look forward to in 2019, kind of what's going on in our lives and how we can help y'all. And uh, we'll just start off with, uh, so us in there, yo. And I had applied to Salesforce with my Griff Pitcher email okay. and, and I got denied, right? So my dad was like, Griff, if you're ever going to get into sales, you're going to get the sale on your fifth phone call, right? So he's like, all right, do you remember what uh, what email you used? And I was like, yeah, I used a grip picture. He's like, all right, what about using your UGA email? I was like, oh, shit. Like, maybe I can come at it from a different angle, switch off the resume, add a dope cover letter. He's like, there you go, Griff. Like, that's a salesman. So, dude, if I could work for Salesforce. That would be awesome. Yeah. It's a great company to work for. It is. And then, I mean, the Comcast internship, kind of waiting for that. Yeah. But I don't like that, so... Um, I mean, we were kind of just chatting about financial stuff. So, I mean, we're both, what, you're 21, finally? Finally. <laughs> November. I know. I feel so young compared to everyone else. So. Still baby. All right. We're young. What would you kind of say is a nice piece of financial advice? For someone who's young? Yeah. I would say learn your spending behavior. Um being this age I mean you don't have many liabilities and things that you need to worry about financially speaking so learn your spending habits um, now because the older you get the more liabilities and things you're gonna have that fall on top of you um, so if you're just frivolous and it's frivolous and you just spend a bunch of money left and right then things are gonna be tough for you down the road definitely start putting away money investing it um, Roth IRA, that's always a good place to start. Yeah. Just the fundamentals. I mean, learning cash flow, cash flow is king. What if I want to go out and hang out with buddies? Do that, but budget for it. Don't be What if idiot. I don't want to budget? What if my parents didn't tell me how to use a credit card correctly? And I just rack up a shitload of credit learn. and then learn? learn about it. Yeah, I mean, I did... So you're my, saying fall flat on my face? My parents... <laughs> did not teach me anything about finances. I went out on my own because I knew how important they were starting at a young age and I established just multiple, uh, I guess, streams for success. Being able to learn different things. Like for example, credit cards, learning about them, how they work, how I should never use credit cards 
that was I hate using my credit card. Yeah, it's it's not it's because like I make money and then I'm like, all right, well now I have to go pay off my credit card bill because I used money that I didn't have, and now that I made this money, it's going to pay off this bill. It's like, exactly. why don't we just use debit cards? Because that's exactly. a direct link to my bank account, and I know exactly that I'm losing that money. Yeah. But then the other thing is like, oh, well, you need to establish credit if you want to go lease a car, which is the stupidest thing in the entire world. And yeah. then if you want to mortgage a house, you need credit. So you have Spotify, right? Apple Music, I'm assuming, something like that. I, I put all of my you monthly... Coffee, and I got your you. terrapin coming in just a little bit, okay? Thank you very much. You're welcome. Do y'all need some time, gentlemen? Uh, do, you want, do you want to get that nacho plate? Yeah. Okay, can nachos? we, the shrimp and crab nacho yeah. plate, please? Thank you. You're welcome. Get that in, and then give y'all a few more minutes to look over me. Um, I think we're probably just going to stick with the appetizer. For now. Unless we get hungry. I'm, I may get a meal. I'll, I'll keep my money just in case. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, I'll get that going, and my name's Erica if you need anything, okay? Erica. Thank you, Erica. Sorry about that. What was I saying? Credit cards. Okay. I told you guys so, we're going live. Yeah, we're that live was just like our SNL. <laughs> we could screw up here. Um, I only thing I really try and use my credit cards for. This was one of my big 2019 goals was using my credit cards for my monthly subscriptions, and that's all. Uh huh. Um, but yeah. Really? Okay. Really, so like, that's a really trying because the more. What if you made your own music and now you don't have to like. Listen to music. What if you that would that's a true bred entrepreneur right there. <laughs> I wanna meet that person and I wanna go have a beer with them. That's that's what that is. Yeah. Just just don't live with live under your means and put away money and it's not guaranteed that it would be successful because there's with an investment you can lose all your money, but at the same time you're setting yourself up for success. Your probability of success skyrockets when you live below your means and you're putting your money away and actually knowing where your money is going. Okay, so I mean, we were just chatting and it's like, I'm, so if I take my money and then, you know how it shows you your transaction cost or like your transactions, whatever bank you use, and it's in red? Okay. Like psychologically, I don't want to see that I've been spending or transferring money to an account. Like, how do I combat that? You don't want to see that you're spending money? All right, so like, if I go onto my SunTrust account and I transfer yeah. money to my savings account or money money uh, money market account, yeah. and it's it's like red, it says that I've transferred money. That kind of hurts, you know, to see something red yeah. because it's psychological. Okay, yeah. I know that's what I'm saying. Like in business, if you see red, uh, that's not good. But if you see black, you're in the you're in the positive. So it's like, how do I cope with that psychologically? So think of it as, I guess, transferring your wealth. That's all you're doing. You're transferring your wealth to a different account, a different entity. Okay. For the future? For the future. Yeah. You know, unless you're going to use it short term, but... But then the money's not going to make money if you use it for the short term. Exactly. That's why you need to develop a long-term mindset. We were just talking about that, too. Yeah. But. I think there's a huge... I mean, like... All right, so if we're going to discuss mindsets right now, fixed mindset is something that's very short-term and, like, hey... If I say something, I'm gonna believe it. If you say it and I take it, I'm gonna take it, not even with a grain of salt. It's like, that's the way it is. Yeah. And if you've got a growth mindset, I mean, you're looking for new ways, new opportunities, new friends, and I mean, thinking about the future is tough, dude. <laughs> yeah, Cause, just guessing. <laughs> dude, I mean, I wanted to get out of UGA so bad. And my mom, I'll show you an article real quick. Or not even an article. She wrote us an email. And I was telling my mom, I was like, dude, I want to graduate. Like, this sucks. I want to be making money so I can help support you so I can do all this. Yeah. And she's like, Griff, shut the fuck up and finish school. Because I need you to finish school. Yeah. Hey. Recreational. It's for him. Of course. Okay. Thank you. This is my favorite. That's your favorite beer? I love this beer. Terrapin? I haven't tried it yet. Yeah. It's just good. Have you been to Terrapin? I've been to Terrapin. It's a yeah. nice place. I go to UGA, so. Okay, yeah. Still I head on over there. I went somewhere. Creature Comforts? Creature? Downtown? That was crunchy. <laughs> what does that mean? They had like a, like, boho. They had like a farmer's market that day. Oh, so in Athens, Creature is like, 
uh, super community service oriented, okay. so they do everything. I like it. It yeah. was fun. It's but awesome. There's a little bit at the bottom. All right, sweet. But, um, yeah, I remember it was fun. There was like a little farmer's market, and then we walked over and drank there. Yeah, it's my favorite beer of all time. Yeah. Creature, I love Creature. Creature, yeah. they got a lot of stuff. I mean, definitely, you've been to Athens like for a while. It's kind of like hippie. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. interesting. I like it. But they do, I mean, they do a lot of good for the community. Yeah. I think when Terrapin, like Terrapin had run out of grains or something, and Creature uh-huh. was like, hey, take some of ours. Wow. So. Yeah. Look out for each other. Social business. The Athens beer scene, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, y'all drink. Thank you so much. All right. I love that element too. We just have a server come and talk to us. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> All right, so my mom sent me the email, and where is it? Uh, is it not in here? No, okay. I created a folder called The Only Motivation I Need. It said Mom's One Message. And it says, I woke up early this morning. Honestly, I'm at my wits and at my end. We all make choices and we have to live with them. I'm beyond sorry that you have to live with mine. Dude, my mom thinks that we, that she screwed us over, but she's a fucking angel. Like, yeah. I don't know a lot of people. caring about you. Dude, what she's encountered, like, she's my savior, really. So she says, Christopher, you know what needs to be done. I will stop asking questions. And then she's like, Griffin, put those books down. You know which ones I'm talking about. Get out of your own head. You will stay in school. You will finish. Your education is the launching platform to your life. Seek guidance, a counselor about your classes. Don't waste another minute. Stop with the books and find out who you are. Enjoy where you are. So I sat there and I was like, all right, maybe I need to go talk to somebody. And I went to go talk with a counselor and it was once and I feel like I need to go back. But I was just kind of like talking about my life and what I need done because I want to live in such like a fast-paced world. Yeah. And she was like, you know what you need to do is just take a deep breath and just live in the present. Because if you're thinking too much about the future, you're not going to be able to enjoy what's right now. And then in the past, that's already been. It's kind of like when you're driving in a car, what's more important, the front or the rear view mirror? Yeah because if you look in the rear view you're gonna crash yeah and I was just trying to find whether or not like when I wanted to get out of school that was a fixed mindset I mean, it was growth because I wanted to go and I wanted to start making money I want to start be doing things but I don't know I think school has a lot to be said of like learning analytically being able to talk with people meet people like you actually I don't know meeting people like you is pretty rare um, thank you but just kind of like yeah dude I mean I think the growth mindset is something we need. No, for sure. I mean, especially in our younger years. Um, well, dude, when you stop learning, you start dying. Exactly, exactly. And if you don't cultivate that mindset earlier on, then it's going to be much harder to change it down the road. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to be drinking a uh, Terrapin Recreational Ale Seasonal IPA. Manicure can't be drinking because he's doing a what next week? have a nurse exam for life insurance. I have a nurse exam for life insurance next next week, so can drink. They uh, test for alcohol. So you're, not that I drink anyways. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you're 21 years old. Yes. And you're getting life insurance. Yeah. It's a good investment for the long term. It's okay. a smart business decision because the older you get, the more costly life insurance gets. There's multiple other factors that I can get into, um, but for my financial plan, it's a great decision to make right now. That's crazy, because, so we're sitting there at this little coffee shop, and I'm not a crazy numbers guy, but if you want to get into business, numbers is everything, and Manic was showing me the numbers, and I was like, are you kidding me? This is something you can do with life insurance, and I mean, with a 15-minute little brief, I might have been sold. Uh, <laughs> We're just so young and you would think that like you don't need to go get life insurance, but all the policies and everything, the way that financial services are working nowadays, like what you can do with your money is just, it's I, stupid. I think a lot of people, what they do is they listen to the masses like Dave Ramsey and all of that jazz. And Mad money guy on yeah, CNBC. Not, not to say that they're bad. They're great when it comes to cash flow management, but anything beyond that, as far as investing your money, if you really want to get wealthy, I wouldn't listen to them because they're speaking to the masses. 
you know there's so many different ways to create wealth this can be a whole other podcast that we can talk about later but i mean figure out what the one percent are doing and imitate that and that's how you will be wealthy and successful in that arena you know uh damon john the shark yeah the yeah, black yeah, guy yeah, yeah. so he went on the barstool sports uh podcast and uh pardon my take and they were like so like how do you become wealthier and like how does this work and he said when you find a mentor who has a lot of money you're like all right how do you do this like you always have to look up to somebody bigger because he was just saying that when you find a mentor you kind of ask who their financial advisor is and if they're got money they know what to do with it it's just kind of like asking people where to go yeah and i think i mean dude we can we can take each other i mean we can take ourselves only so far but if i've got a buddy like you or like tammy tammy mcqueen shout out she's gonna be on the podcast she's probably the coolest coolest woman i know um but like meeting people and like knowing who to connect with them is i don't know dude like that's 80 percent of our success i think 100 yeah no i i agree with that you can't you're the uh what is it saying it goes like you're the byproduct of the five people you spend the most time around mr jim Rohn, god bless his soul uh yeah i mean jesse like once a quarter and that needs to fucking change what said so i see you once a quarter and that needs to change. i know i know i'm going to uga and manic is working his damn ass off already right yeah 40 hours you're doing how many how many hours a week are you doing probably closer to 60 that's but cr- it's not i don't view it as bad or tough i know i can be doing more but it's what i love doing so that's why i'm doing it don't do side side note don't ever do anything that you don't like doing because that's just setting yourself up for uh failure emotionally possibly financially relationship wise it's just it's it's not a stable pyramid all right so what if i can make a counter argument to that so right now I know I need to be making some money because I'm a college student and I've got student loans. Mm-hmm. And I would love to be going out with my buddies, say Friday and Saturday. Yes. But. Anything else we need? Uh, I think it. we're good. Thank, Thank you. you. But like, I'm gonna be sacrificing, dude, to be working Friday and Saturdays. I'm not gonna be. I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm not going to be enjoying my Friday and Saturdays, but I'm going to be working. Grind? Yeah. Oh, 100% grind. I don't have to be doing the hours that I'm doing, but I'm grinding because I know it's going to pay off. That, I think we're... So you're I, saying you can... Don't do something that you hate doing. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I'm not a... Let's see. I would hate to be a language arts teacher because I hate writing. That was, <laughs> That's my least favorite job. If I, if I had to go to prison or be an English teacher, I would go to prison. That's a hot take. That is a hot take. That's how much I hate writing. I'm sorry to <laughs> if any of my old English teachers are listening to this, but you That's, get what I'm trying to say. You hate writing that much? Yes, I hate writing that much. Huh. I love writing, dude. Like really? I got some crazy thoughts in my head. That's why I got the blog, and I go on, and I'm just like, you know, I'm gonna shit post today or something like that. True. Where the hell are we going with this? Um, we were talking about Jim Rome. Uh, five people yeah. knowing. Yeah. And grinding. I like finding something you want to do. Grind it out. Whatever you do, grind it out. Give it hundred and twenty percent. You heard of the um, the new wave of uh, it's called FIRE. Financial independence retire early. You heard no. of that? No? Not heard of that. Um it's kind of like people like, I guess, you and me that legit sacrifice their 20s to be financially independent in their 30s. So you could have people who legitimately grind but hate their fucking job. So do you think that's worth it? Because, I mean, medicine's going until we're like 90 years old, right? So if you yep. grind and you hate what you do in your 20s, it do you think you can self- kind of sustain that? It comes down to self-awareness. Are you going to be happy doing it? Whether you maybe have the mindset saying, you know, I hate doing this now, which, by the way, my recommendation is to not do it, but if you're self-aware enough to the point where you know that you can do it and you'll be happy with whatever circumstance you're in, go ahead and do it. There's other alternatives that could make you happy, possibly, and make you more money, but it all comes down to your own uh, 
um, opinion in. What's your drive and motivation is? Yeah, exactly. What you, happiness is like the most important thing in life, so figuring out what fuels that. Yeah. I talked with uh, the CFO of IC, Intercontinental Exchange, his mentor of mine, Scott Hill. Uh, too bad he's a Texas grad, and they beat us in the Sugar Bowl. That was pretty, <laughs> that was pretty sad. Okay. So <laughs> we were talking... And, I mean, I took down a couple of notes from what he said, and I'll kind of briefly go over them. But I was, I was like, yo, Mr. Hill, uh, I want one day to be able to design my own house. And he's like, Griff, that's fantastic. But it doesn't matter how big it is. The only thing that matters is about, like, what's inside. He's like, if there's not happiness or a loving family or something that you enjoy inside... There's no point because he's like, dude, check out all these really big houses here in East Cobb or Alpharetta or whatnot. There's a lot of unhappy people there. And you would think that, hey, buying Armani suits or going out to restaurants where your bottle of wine's $500, like, oh, these people are happy as fuck. Like, no, not all the time. And then another thing that he had, which I, I clicked with, was the, the, the statement of where are you going to be in five years, right? And he was like, dude, what are the odds that you actually know where you're going to be in five years? Zero fucking percent. <laughs> but the only thing they said that you're going to know in five years is that you're more capable, you're smarter, and you're more than willing to keep your hard work going. Like, there's certain attributes that you're going to learn about yourself, but you don't know where you're going to be. So, yeah, being able to identify that, and then... See what else he talked about. Another huge thing, talking finances. He said, whenever you get a raise, mm. put that money away. I remember you told me about that. Yes, do it. Keep your current standard of living as long as you can at a level. Put that money away. Yeah. I mean, because if you're already living on a whatever your like your salary is right now, you can continue to do that. Unless you want the finer things in life, but that's the whole thing of whether or not you want to grind and, like, sacrifice for it. Yeah. These are good. Uh, Manic, what are we, what are we eating, though? We are eating, let me tell you, they are called shrimp and crab nachos. So it's sauteed shrimp, crab, pepper jack cheese, and fresh jalapenos. Um, pretty damn good. I didn't some. So I was sitting there with my dad this morning, and like LeBron James was talking, or before he goes into a game, he writes on his shoes in the arena. Okay. And that came from Woodrow Wilson. One of his quotes was, if you're not in the arena, like, you're not playing the game, and you can't let anybody tell you how to play that game. But if you're in the arena, you're doing what you can, and don't listen to anybody else. Because you're playing the fucking game. Like, that's the whole thing. If you take life as an analogy of a football game, you've got bleachers, and you've got people that are playing, and the sidelines. Like, you can have the, the spectators, and then you can have the people who are on the sidelines that are like, you know what, I kind of want to go in, but I'm too timid to. And then you got the people that are playing the damn game. And being in that arena and being able to play the game, don't listen to anybody else. And I met uh, Muhammad Masakwa. He was a wide receiver for Georgia. He was saying, dude, you can listen to all these sportscasters, everybody else. And he's like, I don't give a shit what they say. Because guess what? They haven't done it. Yeah. That, you're going to be like hyped up right now. I'm, I feel that when people, for example, in our life, when people on the outside say, this is what you should be doing, this is what you shouldn't be doing, but they don't know what the fuck, like, my plot is, your your plot is, like, for success. Yeah. Like, your peers, for example. Some of my peers, they're like, why are you working so much? You need to enjoy life. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Let me grind and do this, and I will enjoy my life 10 years from now. When you're sucking shit and still having to work your 9-to-5 job. No, and I don't even... I hope the best for them, but, like, they just don't get it, you know? Every, I feel like people are too quick to judge. 
Yeah, I mean, everybody sees kind of like an outside. No one knows what's going on the inside, you know? No. What's your, uh, what's your internal drive and motivation for you to sacrifice your 20s for your later life? I wanted to take care of my family. That's the first primary. I want to be able to take care of my parents um, when they're older. And then my future family, uh, when I have a kid, when I have a wife and all that, and I've got a nice little family, I want to be able to support them and let them do whatever they want to, uh, financial freedom, and then, it's kind of crazy, I don't know if I've told you this before, but, you know, my family, like, I'm a first generation American, they came from India, so I want to be able to establish wealth for the Nindra family for generations to come. For generations? Yeah, like I want Ninja family to be good for ever. That's one of my goals. And I want to set them up all for success. You know? Alright, so when you do that and you've got your 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 children will have financial freedom, their grandchildren or your grandchildren and say the family line goes down, right? Are there gonna be any like stipulations on yeah. when the wealth would be allowed to be given to them or they're going to be kind of like hey you need to have this hey, yes this is awesome this is awesome i'm obsessed with these nachos <laughs> thank you really good. yeah they're phenomenal thank you um yeah so like say i want to i want to do the same thing like so if my kid wants a car i want them to have like two jobs for 16 or 17. you can so within your will within and I'm not in a state of planning eternity, so that's this isn't my realm, but there are, and I have enough knowledge to say this, there are ways you can do that, like within your estate planning documents, your wills, there's different trusts you can set up, and the ages is where, as far as where you want the money to be distributed, you can do that for generations. You can do like a generation skipping trust, so after my kids, I can set up something up for the next generation and have So the grandkids? So the grandkids. Cool. There's ways to do it. That's how, you know, the Vanderbilts and the Rockefellers. They They're both still sustained billions of dollars. Not before. not the um, Vanderbilts. They spent all their money. What? The Rockefellers have money. Or maybe it's the other way around, but one of them, one of them spent all of their money, and now they're broke. Because they didn't set it up the right way. See, that's the thing. Okay, so... Like, you and I, we're coming from modest families, right? Yeah. Not well. I mean... I don't have much wealth. Yeah, same, same here. So, what is there to say that when you have your wealth, are your kids gonna act like no. wealthy, no. high society? No. How do you, how do you keep a sense of like level-headedness and groundedness? You know, like, hey, um, you're just like that other person over there. You have, you have the means to be able to do what you want. They're gonna work for it. I'm not gonna give them money. Okay. I have no problem giving my entire net worth to charity if my kids are brickheads. Really? Yeah. Isn't that what uh, Mr. Warren Buffett's doing? I don't know. He's giving like 95% of his total net worth away to charity when he dies. Good for him. He's got so much damn money, dude. Like, the person doesn't need that much money. Yeah. I mean, he's done a lot of great things for this world. Did you know that if you put together the wealthiest seven billionaires in the world, you could end world hunger nine times over? That's sad to hear. Yeah. But then again, you put the whole whole responsibility of the entire world on your shoulders. So, I mean, it's a reality that could happen. Is it sustainable, though? You think it is? To be able to do that? I think my take is there's always going to be wealthy people and there's always going to be poor people regardless of what you establish. Because it comes down to mindset. Dude, I was talking with Mitch Reiner last year. I remember. I talked to him like a year ago. And I sat down and I was like, yo, Mitch, like, how do we kind of do wealth and how's this thing going to work out with the world? And he's like, Griff, you need to realize that this world is not big enough for people like you and me. Like... We're designed in a different level. This is the way it is. I mean, it's just it is. like, I'm sorry to say, but there's going to be people who do well and some people who just 
they're satisfied with where they are, which is fine. Like, okay, if you're happy at the end of the day, making $50,000 a year, compared to somebody who's making $500 million a year, and that person hates themselves, like, you making $50,000, you're fucking winning. Shout out to my man, Gary V. Gary, if you're listening to this, I love you. That's all I want to say. We should tag him on this after to see if he'll give it a listen. Be like, okay. hey, go to 28 minutes and 29 seconds and give it a listen. All right, we'll shout him out. <laughs> but why are you saying shout out to Gary V? Because he was probably the first um, person that I listened to and actually applied like his principles to my life as far as being happy. Because I, I followed him for, what, three years? So before he got like, I mean, he was big at the time, but before he got like massive, I was following him. I saw this one video of him talking about, um, I don't know if you saw the video on college and how you don't really know um, what you're doing at age 20. Yeah, I don't know if I did. It, that was the first video that I saw and I kind of caught on to him and I was like, oh, this guy's different. He's cussing in his videos. I don't see that a lot. Zig Ziglar never cusses. Um, Jim Rohn never cursed either. <laughs> so he kind of just opened my eyes to how important happiness is and I guess following his different, I don't want to say he has trends, but like him going from gratitude and happiness and like self-awareness and all that kind of stuff like over time he's had different themes yeah. not phases um, that's just part of his branding but it's been eye-opening you know kind of you, you don't know what you don't know and he yeah. kind of explained that to me so i think that the most successful person in the world is the one who's the most grateful yeah. and the happiest and tony robbins dude he, Tony Robbins curses in his seminars and it's, dude, it's ridiculous. Like, he'll be going up on stage and he'll be talking to some person in the audience and he's kind of got it catered to where he kind of knows a little bit about the person because it's a, they're all in teams and they kind of report back to Tony of like, hey, this person's kind of in need and whatnot. And Tony will go like, yo, what the fuck's your problem? Like, in front of 500 people, call out this one person and just curse at him. And he's like, you know why I do this? So you perk up and you listen and you realize that this shit is not a joke. I was like, oh, Tony, you're speaking my love language, dog. Like, and Tony said that if you want to be happy and if you want to be successful, you find a way to give to more people than receiving yourself. Yeah. And you know how hard that is? I mean, if I've got money in my pocket, like cash, and I see somebody homeless, I'm like, fuck, dude, I don't really need this cash. He needs it more than I do. Regardless yeah. of, I, I feel that, like... I fuck with that because regardless of what they are going to spend the money on, you know, it, you're, you're, if it helps them live a day longer on this earth, that's all that matters. Yeah. You know? One of the most, I mean, this is something that I was kind of, nice little story about myself. Uh, a couple years ago, I was doing Seven Bridges Ministry where we would go underneath the bridges of Atlanta and it was cold as shit, dude. Like, 32 and below were out there were feeding and giving coffee to all these homeless people and dude, it's so sad like some of these people were lawyers doctors and they got into a drug or two or some bankruptcy or financial and they just hit rock bottom and there was this gentleman who kind of asked uh, if there was a pair of gloves and we're like dude like we just ran out of gloves we don't have any more we're just like I'm sorry man this sucks so he starts walking away and he's we were like hey man we can give you a hat we can give you all this stuff and he's like dude all I need is a pair of gloves so he starts walking away and I'm sitting there and I look at my hands and I was like I got a pair of gloves on right now that I don't need and I like ran after him and I gave him a pair of gloves I was like dude I don't need these and that's like one of the greatest moments I've ever had in my entire life dude giving is the best feeling ever yeah really and like Whenever you get good news, what do you want to do with it? Share it. Share it. I don't know. Dude, I think there's some basic ways that humans interact. And, like, of course, love is up there. But being able to share, especially good news with people, dude, or give. So if you can surprise somebody, like, Manic bought my damn coffee from earlier, and I didn't expect that. So that's just, that's the way this man is. But giving to somebody is like if you give somebody your time give people your money give give people your love your happy I mean dude I don't know giving is the greatest gift this world can ever have so 
Alright, let's uh, kind of screw around with another one. Uh, what else? What's going on in your life, Manic? Um, really just work. Working on the side hustle. Um, keeping up with school. Trying to finish that up. Really? I mean, uh, vacation planning, I'm doing that this year. I'm finally telling myself, hey, you know, you work too much. Take some time off. So I'm, I'm going somewhere in February. I'm going somewhere hey. in April. going somewhere in May. What? Yeah. Where? I might be going to a cabin with, like, Chase, Jessica, Tori, and all of them, too. So that may be another thing. I just need, like, even if it's a weekend a month, like, whatever. That's something we were talking about is, like, rewarding yourself. Enjoy it, That's yeah. fucking sweet, dude. Yeah, so... Like, kind of get away and go, like, hey, this is fun. Yeah, so Nick and I are Eldridge. We are going to go to Atlanta Motor Speedway. I never thought I would love NASCAR. How often do you see a tiny little Indian guy obsessed with NASCAR? That is do you like NASCAR? Now. Oh, <laughs> dude, I am obsessed with it. I went to Talladega in October, and oh, my goodness, it was amazing. It was top five weekend trips of my life. Were you in the infield? Um, or you were like no, in the stands? No, we were in the stands. Okay. Infield was like where all the cars were, but it was amazing. So I'm going to Atlanta Motor Speedway in February, um, the 26th. We're going to go watch that, and then we're going to Talladega in April, and then for sure going to Talladega in October. Maybe I might be going to um, Bristol as well. That's awesome. I'm obsessed That's with so it. That's so fun. It's so much fun. My boss got What's me What's so cool about it, though? It's just the atmosphere. Like, you hear the cars, you hear the engines just... Have you ever been in NASCAR? I've actually taken a lap around Daytona in a pace car. Oh. That was pretty cool. Sweet. What, what are you doing on the 26th of February? We can figure it out afterwards. How the heck am I supposed to know? I'm a college kid. <laughs> well, maybe you have some on your calendar. Let's um, see. But... That's a Tuesday. Um, Let's go. Okay, what's the weekend after that? 28th? I think it's the 20th. That's 20- March. Yeah. Alright, what is this? Atlanta Motor Speedway. NASCAR. Just search that. Shit, I don't have internet. Um, we'll figure it out afterwards. Either way. You should come with Nick and I, though. It's so much fun. We're leaving Sunday. So, we got there. Talladega. I'll give you the Reader's Digest of what happened. We went to Nick's house the night before. Hung out. Hung out in his hot tub. And went to bed around 3, not knowing that... He didn't tell us that we had to be up at 5. So we got two hours of sleep, and we Bro, were... Bro, you're like on no, no, crack no, 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 no. at that no, point. No, like... we went to bed at 1 and woke up at 3, and we had to be there at 5. So we get there we had at to five, be at the racetrack at 5? At 5. We got there at 5 in the morning, and Nick's... I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I need a damn coffee. I'm about to die. They just start giving us Bud Lights. At 5 in the at morning? At 5 in the morning. <laughs> it was incredible. It was so much fun. And you know, I like to have a good time. Everyone's so so, it was awesome. You should come. Dang. All right, but back to the podcast. That was a complete side note. No, that's this part. I told you, we're just spitballing. Spitballing. We're just free-balling. Um, NASCAR, dude. Okay, dude, I was saying, I was talking about my mom. This is pretty funny. So, I was like, if I could be really good at one sport, it'd be basketball. And I'm sitting there last night watching it, and my mom's like, yeah, Griff, that wasn't your sport. And I was like, son of a bitch. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say thank you. I just sat there quietly. I was like, fuck, my mom just said I sucked at basketball. I was like... You need you know, that sometimes. Really looking at it, I wasn't good at basketball. I was always like not confident in it, and like the highest points I probably ever had was like twelve points in the game, and like you played for Pycap, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was enjoyable, but yeah, I was never like great, and I think basketball is the greatest sport of all time. Like, you think so? It's individual, but you need your teammates. And John Wooden, greatest coach of all time. This is the most telling sign of the greatest coach. So. He did everything in practice. He taught people, he taught the players how to tie their shoes. And he taught them how to clean the court. He taught them every single thing about basketball. And when the game was on, he never said a single word. Did they already name uh, I'm good for now, thank you. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. He never said a single word during the game because he said everything that needed to be said was done in practice. That is true. My boss was telling me the same thing along like those lines. He was like, he related it back to when I played sports. He was like, you know, when your coach always got onto your ass about what, whatever it was, you practice it over and over and over and over and over again. And when it comes to game time, you just, you know, you flow right into it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. That's how it, that's how it always goes. Like your what is what is it called when you work out um, muscle memory. Yeah. It, that's exactly what it is. Kind of comes back. It's muscle memory. Tony Robbins was trying to complete. He wanted to do the, become the world's fastest black belt, right? And he went to some sensei and he was. He'd already had like a full day and his training would begin at like 9 or 10 o'clock, maybe even 11 o'clock at night. And he's already exhausted, so he was doing some sort of uh, some sort of move and he'd been he'd done it like a thousand times. And he's like, Sensei, I know that I'm doing this correctly. And he's like, that's the first step. You don't know it. It just, it's got to come natural. And like, yep. you're changing it up every single time. And it's like, once you know, you know, and then we'll go to the next one. It's like Karate Kid. Have you seen that movie? No. He's like, wax on, wax off, wax on, wax off. And he was like, this motherfucker is trying to get me to do his chores for him. He wasn't, he was teaching him how to deflect the karate. Like everything karate. Wax on, wax off. He's panning, going up and down, learning muscle memory, like emotions. Dude, that is always something I've always wanted to do. Like, karate? I want to learn how to fight. I want to, I want to learn how to defend myself. I don't want to, like, go up, hey, I'll punch you in the face. and beat the shit out of somebody. I want to be able to, like, defend myself and defend my family and defend my friends. But if I could learn like jujitsu or something like that, let's do that when you move here to Atlanta. Let's join. You, Chad's doing Brazilian jujitsu. Is he what? Yeah. Like Chad, when he graduates, I, or is he doing I'd, it now? He's doing it now. Oh, I'd be shit. kind. Of, I'd be kind of nervous to fight Chad. So like, would I. He used to be skinny. He's sneaky. Like, he used he's to be, sneaky. Babe. He used to be a skinny little stick. I know. He and did. then he put on weight, and now he's doing jujitsu. I'd be. I'd be a little intimidated by him. Just because, like, if you're sitting there and you look totally unexpecting. And then you whip out the pot, and you're just like, but it's more than that. I think it's, it's all mental, and it's like, you're so composed. Yeah. When you're in, it's a fucking art. Learning how to fight and being able to be like, inside your own head and knowing, I don't know. That's. I want to learn how to fight, and if it's some sort of like, karate, jujitsu, something like that. Let's do it. I'm telling you. I just gotta graduate first. Yeah, you gotta graduate. So do I. Dude, that'd be freaking dope. Because if you get like a black belt, you could, like, I don't know, that's legit. Yeah. That's like a, honestly, that's like a, that's like a, a bucket. I'm writing it down. On your bucket list, become a black belt. Right, okay, so I've got success goals in life, and I'll write down random shit in here. Learn karate, that's not how you spell it. Uh, Jew, look at this. <laughs> oh, Griffin. Excuse me. Griffin, yeah. Griffin, Griffin. Dude, I still try to be funny. You gotta be. Life gets boring. You're not. I'm gonna add that to mine, too. Speaking of writing down your goals, I didn't know until... So, February of 2018, I started writing down my like life goals. And when you write something down, it just comes into fruition. I did not believe that principle until it happened. I already have like seven of them already just crossed off. What? Yeah. It's crazy. What's your number one of the seven? Like, what's the one that sticks out most? To me? Yeah. Like, that I've accomplished or I haven't accomplished? That you have accomplished, and then on the flip side, what that you're trying to accomplish? I would say my number one life goal was to begin producing content for myself, which I have been doing, like financial blogs and all that kind of stuff and then also this kind of podcast so branding myself that's something I've never had focused on in my 20 years before 2018 so yeah. that that was my like big accomplishment um, and I constantly add to the list I think the number one one like I said was get to the point where I know my family uh, for generations is set financially that's my number one like life goal. Once I hit that, I know like I've lived a good life because everything I, I do in my life will lead to that. Yeah. So you're saying your finances will make you happy, or being how no, does this no, no, work? No, 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 no. How does this work? Being, being financially stable so you can enjoy the other things of life. Other being with your family. Life. Yeah, because if you if you've got this rich uncle that's got fifty million dollars for you when you retire at age 50, you're gonna spend your money differently in your earlier years, you're gonna enjoy life, you know? Not to say that money 
gives you happiness for the things you can do with money. Like if I could do this every single day with my best buds and go have nachos and beer and hang out and have podcasts and not have to work, I would be a lot happier. That's not the reality of it. I think you should grind and everyone needs to grind at some point in their life. Yeah. But you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You need some sort of financial stability but that adds a whole to happiness. Thing that like if you've got your money set up for your family is making them work. Because they're, they're not going to know about it. And if my kids are listening to this, however many years we're down SOL. the road, I'm, I'm sure out of luck. <laughs> but, but they're not going to know about it. I know. But what I'm saying is, like, there is such a beautiful thing in being able to work. Like, a human needs to be able to produce results. We're so, humans are goal-oriented. We like to chase things that we're like, hey, this is a dream. Let's go get it. And you're never going to get there if you don't take a step forward, if you don't work and... I mean, shit, like, it's your art, really. Even if you're doing a very, I'm not gonna, I, don't, I, don't, I hate the word menial, but if you're doing a job you don't like, you still are doing something important for a greater scheme of something bigger, true. So if you're effect. like an assistant or a garbage man or something, like, you're making somebody's life better. I think without blue collar jobs, this country this would country, be dude, shit. I'm so scared nowadays because millennials, we don't know how to use our hands. We don't know how to build things. We don't know how to do anything. And the only people that do are the children of these baby movers who have worked and built things. I'm scared, dude. Like, we're gonna have to go like, uh, well, we need a lot of architecture. We need all these people to go and like, learn how to fucking build shit. Like, I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm gonna be honest with you. I have written one check in my lifetime. And my, for something for work I had to write a check and I had to like look up how to write a check because we use Venmo we use PayPal and that just being a 21 year old fuckhead that uses technology for everything like I'm guilty of that at times you know I'm gonna be a financial advisor I don't know how to use a damn checkbook like you're an idiot I don't know I've never I've never when when was the last time you wrote a check Uh, a week and a half ago okay why did you write the check for rent Okay, well, I Venmoed for all of my rent. My entire <laughs> college career, I Venmoed my landlord. The, I got you. You yeah, get yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Like, I've never had... To, I used it Dude. once for a field trip in eighth grade to go to fucking Savannah. Writing, um... So, I applied and I had the in, the uh, Comcast internship interview with two wonderful ladies, Lindsay Seal... Or Seals? Yeah. And then uh, Kay Allen. And they were wonderful ladies. I, I truly enjoyed the interview. And so I was like, I asked for their email so I could send a thank you. And I got those from the recommendation from Michelle Dudek, who helped me out so big. Like, getting a recommendation is huge for a company. And my dad was like, hey, Griff, that's the difference between silver and gold medal. You could be silver medal and you could shoot them an email and go like, hey, thanks for your time. It was wonderful. Like, I really appreciated this, blah, blah, blah. Email, send, check, it's done. But he's like, Griff, you got to think that... If you want to go gold, it's .001 difference. Write a thank you note, handwritten thank you note, right? And then send it. So I had to find the address, find their names, and then handwrite. And I wrote one of them and I was like, Griffin, like, how stupid are you? Rewrite this. And I was like, I just wasted a really nice UGA thank you card. I was like, son of a bitch. Like, this is what it's like to write a thank you card? I I love doing thank you cards. And I had to go online to figure out how to address an envelope. It's like, we don't know these things that we should know. I mean, I can't really say anything because I don't know how to write a check. Dude, I... But you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that no, makes sense, right? It's, it's... I get what you're saying. Yeah, it looks like Charlie Faber. I was just about to say that he looks just like Charlie. Um, I don't know, dude, there's like, there's simple things in life that you're like, ah, we should know how to do this. Which makes us feel like idiots. I'm not going to lie. I think everyone's got those few things. Like, for example, my dad, he knows how to do a lot of things. But one thing he doesn't know how to do, and this is ridiculous. Sorry, Dad, if you're listening to this. He doesn't do his own laundry. My mom does it for him. He doesn't know how to run the fucking laundry machine and dryer. Okay, so my grandparents... <laughs> my grandparents... Uh, my grandpa's 90. He turned 90 on the 2nd of January. That's awesome. And my grandma's 78, right? They've been together for 61 years, right? And they love each other. And my grandma's kind of sick of late. And my grandpa has no idea what the fuck to do. He's like, how do I cook? How do I, like, how do I do this? And whenever my grandma's not feeling well, my grandpa's not feeling well. Because he just doesn't know what to do. And a couple years ago, 
my grandma went over to France, right? And my grandpa lost 13 pounds because my grandma always cooks for him and does everything. Like, this is such a relationship where they love each other. Dude, I envy this relationship because they love each other. My grandpa comes home every single time he goes out with flowers. Every single time. That's awesome. And, oh my gosh. It's dope. If I could be like them, the odds of me marrying and having somebody for 60, I guess I have to get married soon. Because I'm actually am not looking to get married anytime soon. Trying to yeah. do some stuff on my own. About just, that. There's things that like you need to be doing by yourself, kind of solidifying, and then you want somebody to be like, hey, you created stuff on your own. Let's make something big together. So that's kind of the goal. Looking forward to. True. Alright. Don't you, worry about that now. Do you wanna do you wanna be like success partners with this sort of Yes, actually. I'll shoot you something like this. So what we're talking about right now is there's a thing between being an accountability partner, holding somebody accountable to have certain goals hit, but when you have a success partner, you're there pushing each other, you're seeing their goals, and then you're realizing like, hey, are we tracking these together? And hey, why'd you miss this one? Why'd you, like, it is full accountability and it's full motivation, push, 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 and I don't know, if you've got a success partner in your life, the odds of you succeeding, if you read the article, they're like 10x. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. I We have these things at work called weekly accountability meetings, and I kind of like lead them for all the people that are client service representatives and client relation managers, like the four of us. I kind of lead those discussions, and I brought up that article, and I was like, yeah, my, one of my best friends, Griffin, told me about this and gave them a debrief on it, and they were like, I mean, I can see that. Yeah, that, yeah. that makes sense. There's, I think if we could kind of come to a closing, Jim Rohn said, if you don't have results, you don't have anything. And if you can track things, measure, see how you perform from here to there, that's growth, that's success. Yeah. Results is the name of the game. Because if you don't have results, I mean like, if you're talking and you don't have anything, then you're just kind of bullshitting. Exactly. But if you have you the results it. to show, you're like, hey, this matters, I've done it. Here are the results. You're like, wow, I want to look up to the person. I want to be friends with that person. So I think that's kind of where we're headed right now. And if the people listening want to know, uh, reach out. Um, and we'd love to kind of get you a success partner too. So Yeah, if anyone wants to chat, I mean, you, yeah. they've got your number. My yeah. number is uh, 770-375-9996. Give me a call. Anything I can help you guys out with? Financially, friend-wise, like any sort of piece of information, I think Manic's one of your gurus and your guys to go to. Yeah, reach out to me. Wish you guys a prosperous 2019. Um, wish the best for all of you. Hope you guys have a successful journey on this journey of growth. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for listening in. This was definitely one of those uh, free balls. Hopefully you enjoyed the music of Marlowe's. The recreational terrapin beer, fantastic. Manic, how was your black coffee? Was it, it good? Was fantastic. it black? It was fantastic. There you go. All right. So thank you for listening in. Uh, we'll have some new episodes coming out later on, but we really hope you enjoyed this kind of style of an episode. And yeah, like Manic said, let's crush it in this 2019 and make sure your journey of growth is the one that you want it to be and you're going to be successful. Because you're listening here with Griffin Shea and Manic Ninja signing off for Journey of Growth. Thank you very much.